When it comes to discussing our bodies, we often get a little uncomfortable. Women's health issues are often seen as off-limits, taboo topics we just don't talk about. It's time for that to change. Let's talk. Welcome to the Brave Mama podcast, where we are going to do exactly that. Discuss everything from periods to pregnancy, motherhood to menopause. No topic is off-limits. Join Stephanie Thompson, the brave mama and author of The Day My Vagina Broke, as she asks other brave women about their personal health challenges and triumphs. You will learn, laugh and cry as Stephanie finds out everything you wanted to know but were too afraid or embarrassed to ask. So, grab a cuppa and enjoy. Hello, brave mamas. Are you ready to get the lowdown about everything women's health? I'm your host, Steph Thompson, and I can't wait to share our special guest with you today. A little birdie told me that our next guest loves a good cup of chai. So I've grabbed myself some Madame Flavors Sensual Sultry Chai. And today's guest is certainly a name we're becoming more familiar with, or more so her brand of period underpants that are changing the world and the worlds of women living with pelvic organ prolapse. Hello and welcome to the Brave Mama podcast. Today we have a very special guest, the CEO of Modi Body, Christy Chong. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. Today, what we would like to do is that could you take us back to that moment after the birth of your second child and how you kind of noticed some incontinence issues for yourself? Yeah, so um, the birth of my second child was actually really quick. Um, I think you know, between my waters breaking and, and him arriving, it was literally 50 minutes. So I just wow. made it to the hospital and he came out. So my first was a lot longer and it was okay. like a 15-hour process. I think partly that quick birth um, experience is probably what didn't do my pelvic floor any good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like everybody after your birth, you obviously get a very, very weak bladder and you have that total um, uh, lapse of urine, which I did, yes. um, and I think I've had it after the four of them. But it took me a while, actually, to sort of recognise that what I had was incontinence. And okay. So I sort of was having a leak here, small one here and there, which would catch me off guard, and I just was ignoring it. Like, okay. I'm you know, totally in ignorance about it all. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'd go to the supermarket, oh, I'm buzzing at the toilet, and I'd go, oh, damn. Damn! Oh, better drop the shopping and go home. With um, two children, with two in children tow. in tow. So oh, it's fine, you know. There's my jeans, that, you know, the blue jeans. Everyone could see that. So, um, yeah, I think that that was sort of my experience. And then I, I thought after probably about a year, I reckon it took that long. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So of those to, little incidences along the way. Yeah, to okay. even recognise that it was, um, you know, incontinence. Okay. And obviously I started training for the marathon then. Okay. And that's when it even become, became more apparent that I've got a problem. When you're but, running. Yeah, when I was running. I was like, okay. okay, this is more of a problem than I even thought it was. So, sure. yeah, somewhere between that six months and a year, that's when it all came about it's not like a specific time frame I don't think I ever admitted it until I sort of realized I wanted to solve the problem which okay. is quite bizarre isn't it? that was so the process was, I went through yeah. was the marathon around like doing the training for the marathon was that kind of the moment when you 
probably thought, okay, I probably need to think about doing something I about did. this. I actually, it was, yeah, I suppose you have a lot of time to think, but it was during that period I, I, I did. I also thought, what are the solutions available to me? Sure. And I thought, damn, do I really have to wear um, disposable liners for the rest of my life? That okay. just seems terrible. Yeah. Um, and that's also, you have a lot of time running and thinking, and that's when I did come up with the idea for Body because I just didn't want to do that. One, I knew it was bad for the environment, and two... Yep. Um, I wanted to feel more dignified. I wanted a product that would make, that would be convenient and, and also make me feel, you know, better about myself as well. So um, then going on the journey of sort of admitting that I had something, um, that, was a, that was a whole process in itself to start learning and, and getting the right advice as to how do I actually improve my pelvic floor or work on a product at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I can only imagine, like with the tenor lady <laughs> style thing and the friction and the running. As a as a runner in my previous life, I can't even imagine what that would have felt like with yeah. a disposable liner in between your legs. Well, I didn't even Got get it. there. I I, oh. I don't know. So I never even got to using the disposable liners. All okay. I knew was my experience from using them for my period management, and yeah. um, obviously I've had heavy periods in my life as well. So sure. I didn't even want to go there. That wasn't okay. even an option. Okay. I, I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm going to solve this problem. This is not right. Um, you know, uh, people with incontinence deserve something better. Yes, we all need to work on that pelvic floor, and some of us can, and, and yep. it doesn't always work for everybody, sure. um, as we know. But I, I felt like at least I could give people a, some solution um, while they did, which was not disposable hygiene. Yeah, right. <laughs> so how did you get help with that? So where did you go, and how did you know where to go to get help for incontinence? Uh, look, I, I don't think – I spoke to family and friends, okay. and that's where I started talking about what – I actually had and so that helped yeah. but um, I've seen physios since about it so exercise and um, women's health physio so that's been helpful yeah um, but I think there still was is a lack of information and uh, even sure. now working in Modi body you know I talk about this with mums they, they go yeah I've got that you know, like whisker. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got that problem for your undies. I've got that problem too. I'm like, but no, it says that still not people are not admitting it and they're not seeking okay. help. I think the reality is um, there's not a concerted effort and um, enough education awareness around it in general and, and, and women's health in general, be it menstruation yes. or incontinence. Um, hence why we decided it as a brand to do more of that um, and take that sort of position. Okay. So, but, so that was around 2011, you had yep. that idea yes. where you were running and training. And then in 2013 was one of your official launches. Yes, right? it was. Yep. So then we fast forward to 2021. And how did you know? Well, when did you kind of know more so that back in 2011 that this was going to be something much bigger than just undies <laughs> and by that i mean when did you know you were going to be like a social advocate for women's health and women's rights well thank you for saying that actually <laughs> i really do appreciate it i i actually think when i launched this business and this product um obviously i wanted to give people a better solution um but i wasn't going to do it in the typical way of marketing a product i wanted okay. to um i don't know give give people um, someone to look at that would represent them. That, that to me, if I was going to launch a, a, a power product, I was not going to go do it in this you know, designer. I'm going to be all um, beautified and Photoshopped yes. way. I actually felt just deep within me it was time for change. It was time not only for a better product but that women 
um, saw themselves in the marketing and it was reflected back in them at them and that also if I was going to make this work I probably needed to share my story yeah and I needed to be authentic a lot of bravery to uh, do that right? very, yeah <laughs> a lot of bravery to speak out about yeah. my own um, issue with incontinence and yes. um, but was the right thing and it has proved to be you know the feedback that I kept getting as I said from from mums is Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I just see you. Those little, those little yeah. stories, those little, that little bit of customer feedback just kept egging me on. Okay, we're we're, we're on to something. We're, okay. we're, the, these people are telling us what they want to hear. They don't want to see all that, you know. In fact, I had a marketer just interestingly tell me, well, if you're going to talk about quite, you know, gross and icky topics, then you need to present it in a way that's beautified and um, and dig- and dignified. And I just went, I'm going to do the exact opposite, actually, because yeah. I think that's what people actually want to hear. We want the truth. Yes. It was just, I think it was right at that right time when people were seeking transparency and truth in marketing. I certainly was. So I just followed my gut. Yeah, because as a mum, and as a mum now of two children, when I looked at your brand and I saw what you were doing, I could relate. I felt like, oh, mum to mum, you get me. You see me. (laughs) I'm not an Instagram person and I don't have a a huge tens of thousands of followings and I don't post all the time, but I feel like we could connect from mum to mum. And I think that was important. So back... When I discovered um, Modi Body, it was because a family member who was a teenager was getting her period really young. Right. Yes. And it was said, oh, you should try them, Steph, because you've got prolapse and you can't wear tampons anymore. So women, what, like, you know, one in two women will have pelvic organ prolapse yes. who a majority of those women can no longer wear tampons. Yeah. And I'm one of those. And so to have that back to pads... Yeah. It just transported me back to high school, running around with my jumper tied around my waist because I didn't want to see the boys to see my surfboard. And um, so I was really going, oh, my God, I am 30-something and I feel like I'm 13. I stink. They're disgusting. They're gross. I have to put them in my pocket. They fell. My kids flip them around out of the nappy bag. <laughs> so when I, when I actually first, I was like, oh, how, but how would that work? That's the first question. How would that, yes, work? How would that work? Yeah. <laughs> so did a bit of research and thought, okay, it, for me, it was the fact that you could try them and if they didn't work for you, there was no strings attached. Yeah. I could send them back. So, okay, let's, let's do it. <laughs> there was nothing, there was no decision really hard to make. So when I did try them, I was like, oh my God, things are a game changer for me. I feel human. I feel me again and I can have my period and I don't have to wear a tampon, but I still don't feel like I'm that teenager. And then when I found out you had swimming, swimwear, I didn't have to sit at the side of the pool every week during summer and watch everyone else have a bloody good time. I got to jumping too. So that, that is quite significant for someone who lives with pelvic organ prolapse, who has to live this adjusted modified new way of living as a mom to just feel normal to jump in the kids with in the pool with their kids is amazing so thank you oh thank you <laughs> i'm a little teary now <laughs> <laughs> don't start <'cause> I'll start. <laughs> um so you know what i would love to probably talk a little bit more about why it's so hard to talk about periods because mm. i didn't talk a lot about it with my mom or mm. my sister i just remember our first experience of you know, my sister yelling, go get mum. I'm like, what's wrong? Just get her. And it was all like a big secret, yes. right? So that's why they call it secret women's business. But I guess from someone who works in it on a daily basis, mm. why do you think it is still such a secret right now when the rest of our lives are open for public forum on yeah. Instagram and Facebook and TikTok now especially? 
why is this still the taboo? Yeah, I think because anything that is associated with bodily leaks is seen as a bit icky. Um, And so because it's icky, it's shameful. Okay. Um, even though it, for for most part it's quite natural, or it's a side effect of you know having children, um, or aging for a lot of people as well. So, yeah. or exercising, like sweaty is a bit. It's just part of us, and and it's really interesting because you know at Body Body we're talking about um, you know to live is to leak, and so you, you're living, and it's just it's part of you, and so that's what we're always trying to talk about that self acceptance. Yes. Um, and I think humans have struggled with that 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 it's um that it's part of our life but we just don't want to accept it so i think the more that brands like us can do to bring this out into the public forum and sort of you don't have to celebrate it we have to say what it is you know but we have to normalize the conversation and take away those words like secret women's business or (laughs) your rags or whatever you want to call your leakage um we need to use the correct information correct facts and and educate um our, our young people early, uh, that is a big Daughters part of and sons, Daughters right? and sons, yeah. yes. Not just the daughters, no. but the sons to know how to help their sisters, mothers, Correct. eventually yeah. girlfriends, wives or, or partners or whatever. Friends. Friends. Whatever. Everybody. Because the earlier yeah. you get in, then you change that behaviour. I think we all know that. But yeah. there's not been a lot of concerted government um, uh, education around it. It's sort of stuck within PE and it's, you know, it's, and in fact, they spend more time on sex education than they used to on menstrual education. Absolutely. You, talk, they, you learnt more about semen than yeah. you did your own body fluids. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm glad to say, like, there is change and we work with a number of groups like Bright Girl Health and others who are out there in schools, but not enough funding still behind it. So, okay. um, yeah, I think there needs to be more at, at the school level yep. to help that change. And then um, you know, it's great to have people like you talking about it. That's what we need. Thank we need you. our, you know, everybody just being more open. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I'll be sharing my story and then others sharing their story, we create that change as And well. that we're normal. And, and we're normal. We're not the hippie. No. But, you know, <laughs> banging the drum of no. feminism. It's just that we are just normal mums wanting to live a very normal, yeah. trying to live a very normal life. Yeah. And know? I think that... It, especially in the continent saying the association with the older population while us mums talking about it um, also helps go well it's not just an old elderly person issue and in fact one in eight younger people also suffer from stress or urgent continence which is really not spoken about so even more yeah. shameful for those people because oh, I haven't even had a baby and I've got it and it's not menopause it's not it's, menopause yeah, so yeah. it's not expected so again just bringing the facts to life continually um, in a in a very open and factual way yeah that's awesome that's yeah. really good I, I even remember I wrote in one of my blogs that when I first had Moddy Body and I had to wash them, my initial thought was, oh, I've got to touch that. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And But then now I'm like, I'm proud. I'm like, I'm written yeah. that going, it's wow, so that's to cool. That. And yeah. I hang them on the sink and my husband is no longer irked by that either yeah. because he knows I've washed it. That's fine. But he doesn't have to kind of do that whole, ew, yeah. yuck, because it's okay. Yeah. Because it's the same blood that's in my hand, that's yeah. in my... It's, if I bleed from my head, it's exactly the same. Yeah. It's not germy. <laughs> it's not germy. It's not it's riddled so with something. No. It's, it's the same body stuff that we have everywhere. And then, yeah, I love that. It's so good. And it actually made me feel a bit more proud to be a woman, actually. Yes. That's what I say when you, you actually do bleed and you're not actually 
plugging it up. And I think, you know, a lot of this goes back to back in the 50s, they overly medicalised um, menstruation. So yeah. they came out with these products and they said, you know, you're unhygienic if you don't use them and this is what you need to do. And that's why they used blue fluid. They never showed yeah, what it actually right. looked like. So they just, they just hid it all away because years ago, like women did actually free bleed because well, there was no product. Rat. And they, they had rats. rats. Yeah. And so they, used to, they used to have to wash it them. Was. And, and we just, we're just taking all that process away yeah. and replaced it with a really um, bad option that's bad for people and bad for the environment. Um, I think we're realising that in a lot of areas of our life. <laughs> yes, I do too. It feels yeah. like there's been a bit of an awakening. I agree. Right? And yeah. this is the perfect timing for this. Mm. Um, so in your website, you've used the word unmentionable and we I think we've kind of talked about the taboos, but who were you able to turn to most back in the early days of incontinence? Like was it a your best friend or your husband like who was your confidant that you said I think I've got incontinence yeah who was that first person for those mums who are listening who feel like they've got something they don't have the confidence to tell anybody who did you tell I told my friends okay. um I spoke with my group of friends actually in Seattle about it oh, and right. that's it's like a that, mother's group or? It, it was actually friends I met through the park actually okay. so it was yeah. You know, I was trying to meet anybody I could because I'd moved to Seattle as an Aussie. And actually, it's quite easy in, uh, being an Aussie in America. Um, and so, yeah, I met them at the park and then we ended up doing music lessons together with our kids, similar ages. So, uh, and then obviously grew to form a good friendship with them over yeah. a few months. And that's who I told. So I only known them about three months, but I felt confident in telling them about it. Yeah. And, and, and look... I think once they shared their stories, I started speaking to other friends and family who yes. shared their stories. So and you just have to get over thing, right? it's common. Yeah. It's very common. And you just have to get over that initial hurdle. I, I now and maybe it's hard for me to go back because I just I just don't have any shame about it at all. Not it's one good. little bit. That's so yeah. Good. So That's so good. It's sort of hard for me even to go back there yeah. now because once you keep <laughs> talking about it, it's like anything in life, the more you talk about it and you open yourself up to it, yeah. the less shame that you hold. Yeah, and the less, um, the more desensitised you are to it. Like yes. at first when I wrote the book, I yeah. couldn't even say the word vagina in front of my dad. Yeah. And he, now it's like he blushes less and less. Yeah. So that's... now he's like, okay. But he doesn't blush anymore. He doesn't try yeah. and look away. He can actually look at me and say, yeah, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Good on that's you. so good. That's, such a, well, that's awesome. And, and it's so true. It's using the words. Yes. Um, the technical language that The technical is. Language that it is, and I'm already teaching my two-year-old to say the word vagina. Good, so that's good. Good, that's like, so it's good. Not an easy word to say, but <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And if they make their own little version, at least they know what they say. Yes, okay. exactly. my daughter knows what yeah. vulva means, and so she knows right. that vulva is not her vagina. And I know so some good. people might be horrified by that like, yeah. because she's five. But it's really important that she knows how to label her body parts the same way her brother will know yeah. the difference between his penis and his testicles. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. It's going fine. I agree. Right? Yes. Um, we had a laugh about that, you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow episode on Goop where she didn't know what her vulva was. Oh, I know. That was... And the sex educator was saying, that's not your vagina. But we all laughed at Gwyneth Paltrow. But, but on a the lot inside, of people a lot of people were saying, what is it? Hang on. Hang on. Is that not vagina yeah, yeah. oh my god oh, it's different oh okay but then no one actually said anything because we we're too embarrassed because we were never taught that at school no it was always just one name yeah. one area nothing don't else. talk about it don't look at it don't yeah don't look at it <laughs> i remember um honey swell which is the university of sydney put out a publication um with just pictures of different looking vulvas and yes. i just thought that was 
brilliant. Um, yes. I think that was not long after I started Body Body and that came out. Though It was on the rise of the feminist, the second, yeah. you know, wave of feminism. It was awesome. I was like, great it's stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that, there's an art museum in Hobart that have the great wall of vulva. Oh, it's all vulva really? castings. And people I know have had family that have visited that said, it's bizarre. I'm like, no, it's, it's great. really good. Because you, other girls can look at it and go, oh, yeah. actually, mine doesn't look, look like, like that. it does in the TV, yeah. but it looks like that. So yeah. I'm pretty normal. I'm good. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the important part of it. Like we're doing with bodies and yes. inclusivity and diversity and people that we choose. Need to do that with the vulvas too. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, so I guess what would be good to know, and I think it's probably more of a um, – a personal question, I guess. What has been the biggest barriers mm. for Modi Body to reach mainstream media? If there has been any, I'm assuming there has been. Um, what would they? What would they have been? Oh, there was absolute barriers at the very beginning. Um, they didn't want to touch it. And in fact, one once we finally did secure a morning show program, they called them Comfy Undies. Comfy Undies? Comfy. They would not talk about <laughs> what they did. Just look at this new Aussie brand of Comfy Undies. And we're like, oh, awesome, that's great. That's one step closer. One step. I'm getting those anch- like the new the anchors, I suppose. The, they, they were probably the worst. Um, okay. The good news is we just persisted and I'm very thankful for the micro-influencers, the mums who joined yeah. with us on that journey and said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll sure. join you, we'll support you yeah. um, because they've been with us creating that change. And in the early days, we couldn't get anyone to you know post a photo of them in their, their period and pee proof undies, not, not at all. And now we get you know, hundreds Everyone of Everyone wants to. Everyone wants to. So... <laughs> Like, I did, I, I, it was hard and I, I did question myself a lot. Um, yeah. I did go, well, maybe this is just too tough because I'm trying to create a whole new category and a way to manage. And culture. And culture. Really? And, yeah, yeah and, 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 and as well as start a whole new business. So it, it was challenging. And be a mum. And be a mum at the same time. Four children. Well, yes, four kids. <laughs> it was challenging. But and, suppose, a wife. <laughs> and a wife. And that, a wife. And a That part I'm probably not doing as well at the moment. But anyway, we go up and down. That's a healthy relationship. <laughs> Um, and, and he's always supported me. So, That's you know, amazing. I'm very lucky to have a partner who has backed me 100% of the way because it's not easy being an entrepreneur. Yes, um, and um, it's not easy being a mum either. No, so. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, um, so what do you think we need to do next? As in, we as in mothers yes. and society and then the, you know, the population in general what do we need to do to help this momentum of the amazing things that you're doing to help our daughters in their future when it comes to their periods and things? Well, firstly, we need, um, you know, we need public publishers like Facebook who banned our ad because it showed um, it oh, was wow. too it was too violent and grotesque. That's violent. What, that's what they said because we showed menstrual, um, what they okay. menstrual fluid, right. represented menstrual fluid. Um, but it that, wasn't blood, right? It wasn't. It was okay. just representation. Sure. Um, like they do in the movies when someone's shot, correct. there's blood everywhere and yep. there's guts and guts, there's... everything, but just okay. having a little bit on a sheet and... Um, uh, wow. A few other um, on the pads um, was too much, wow. and so they banned it. But we lobbied and we got support, and they actually overturned that ban, which we believe is great. And hopefully, that that continually pushing back on those big media and big publishers will help create change. Yeah. But I think what parents need to do, and I don't want to say just mums because it's a parental um, sure. responsibility. 
um, that might always lean a little bit more on the mother is to have the conversation, um, yeah. you know, with the person in your house who is likely to menstruate. Um, you know, do that. Have the conversation. Talk about it. Talk about your experience. Yeah. That it's you know, it, as I said, it's icky. It can be messy. It can be also quite debilitating for some people. It can yes. be painful. Oh yeah. Have all that conversation. Don't shy away from it. And then, as I mentioned before, we need brands like ours who to continue on that mm. path, um, and government. Um, government continually Funding, need to get involved education. and fund and educate more. Sure. Um, so we'll do our part, of course, to be part of that yeah. um, of that journey. But we'd love to get some consistent approach to it, um, so that there's yeah the same information being given. So if it's not being given at home, at least you're getting it in schools. Yeah, because you yeah. always have those particular um, types of families that wouldn't feel comfortable because that's been the intergenerational trend that secret women's business and you don't talk about it and no. it's just part of life and yes don't make a big hoo-ha no that's okay. right yes and, and it is it's it is taboo and and it's interesting because we're launching a campaign at the moment around period poverty and a lot of that oh, yes. taboo and not talking about it is why people don't have access to they won't access products so it actually escalates it causes bigger problems when we yeah. don't um, open those conversations and the same goes I would say for all leakage and all all issues that we face um, there's just not enough education and, and women's health in general yes it's, it's seriously underfunded and there's not enough product innovation in this space as well yeah um, that femtech space that femtech really space growing, isn't very it? much growing and yeah. I support I'm always a big champion of others who are taking that um, that journey yeah because uh, there's, there's a lot we can do to support women and their health yeah, wonderful. That's amazing. It's such good insight. Thank you. Thank you. It's really <laughs> nice to hear it. Now, we do have three questions from our Brave Mama audience. Okay. Now, some of them are, uh, you know, um, money body related. But one of, them, um, one of the questions was also, what did you do before Moddy Body as Christy? Ah, that's a good question. So, I worked in corporate communications and PR and a little okay. bit in marketing. So, okay. I worked in agency and I'd also worked in-house for some big multinational corporations. So that's where I sort of had a, a good balance of understanding budgeting and how yes. to run at a really fast pace, yep. um, but also getting an insider house to global business runs as well. So that's okay. what I did. So it's nice to have that yeah, back, bit of background. That yep. um, and where does the name Modi Body come from? So it is. it comes from Modi modified apparel okay. um, to offer better performance for your body. I love that. Yeah, I, yeah that's awesome. That's <laughs> I don't talk about that really yeah, I, like, I looked for something and I couldn't find it on no, the website. No, we, we don't share it. I think I canned that very early on. Did you? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Good. I know, but I just, it just wasn't, well, at the time that wasn't working. I mean, even to talk about performance clothing or underwear, yeah. and then you're like, what? You know, yeah. when you meet undies that do things, you know, they're just they're something you throw on. And yeah. so we've really been able to change that dialogue that actually your clothes should do something for your body. They shouldn't really just be something you throw on. So that's, on. Yeah, that's yeah, where we've got that's to. Good. That's good. Um, and one of the mums wanted to know, what is the maximum level of liquid, either blood or urine, yes. that the underpants can hold? Yeah, so our maxi 24 hours will hold between... 50 to 100 mils actually so that might seem like a big range yep. um, but so we talk about 50 mils to leakage point and 100 mils across the whole gusset so if you're okay. and so if you're laying down at night you might get more absorbency from that gusset because it goes around the back it's going down the back versus yeah. if you're standing up um, and all um, of our products and 
uh, have been that have third party um, global scientific testing behind them okay. to, to verify those claims of what we hold. Yep. Um, so it's just interesting because I know there's other brands on the market that talk about just what the gusset holds, but they don't talk about leakage point. Ah, oh, um, okay. That's the point of difference. That's point of difference. You yeah. know, I was really fascinated to learn in my 30s that when you menstruate, you usually only. Have about eleven meals of blood. Correct. And here I was thinking we were like Niagara Falls. Oh, so it feels like it on the first it does. day. The first day is the shocker. But then when they measure and it's about eleven meals, you think, oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. It's you so know? true. And it depends, obviously, on individual women. But I was really surprised to know that it's not very much. And yeah, the average is thirty-five to seventy meals over your whole period for the five, four for or the five, four five days. days. Yeah. For heavy periods, it's about double that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and you know some people wear have to change their body bodies a little bit more for those people. But that's why we did make the fifty mils, but also for those with incontinence as well. It's, it's yeah, because be that's totally separate to period. Yeah, so yeah. quite funnily, um, what I'd started out with um, for my period over the five days, I had four pairs. So you wear one in the morning, wash, you know, change in the night time for the, and they take a little while to yes, dry, which is do. good. Yep. That's why I had them, and it slowly my cotton. My cotton pairs have disappeared in my body body because you can just wear them every day, right? Yes. Like I wear them every single day and the best ones, I will say, for women with pelvic organ prolapse yes. are the maternity ones because they've got that lovely V-shape do. that yes. go down that don't put pressure on your tummy, yeah. that don't push your prolapse down further. So they are oh, that's good. every day. Right. So got, well, we're just coming out this next in June with a, a maxi 24 hours in that style. So Ooh, there you go. Exciting. <laughs> I can talk about it now. Oh, wow. Well, I love a bit yeah. of insight yeah. for our podcast. Thank you. And thank you very much for our chat today. It's been really lovely talking with you and getting some extra insight on Wadi Body and your journey as well as a mum and a human being. And thank you so much for all you're doing. Thanks, Steph. I have so much um, admiration and respect for you as well because you're out there (laughs) pushing the agenda. I love it. Thank you. That's really great. Thank you very much. Thanks. Well, who would have thought that talking about periods could actually be fun and you can have a laugh? Christy is really turning this whole period conversation on its head. I felt so comfortable talking with, well, at the time, really was a total stranger, about my own periods and prolapse. I know the women in our POP community are grateful they now have options when it comes to managing their periods and incontinence, living with prolapse. The fact that you can still swim has been probably the biggest game changer for me personally when I've got my periods in summer. I know a friend of mine actually who decided to purchase a pack of the period underpants for her teenage daughter because she found the conversations less daunting than showing her, you know, the the tampon applicator or the pad. And I love the fact that one day my girl Elsie won't have to feel embarrassed about having her period and probably more so that she's not going to look at her mom and say, Yuck, I don't want to talk about it. So thank you to Christy and Modi Body for all the amazing work you're doing. Okay, ladies, we need to tune in to our next episode where periods and vaginas are the only thing that they talk about. That's right. We're heading all the way over to London for a chat with the creators of the Vagina Museum. Stay tuned. Until then, bye for now.